Welcome to Credit Hour, a weekly thought-provoking conversation with the brightest minds from the University of South Dakota. They get the credit, we ask the questions. This is Credit Hour. Hi, I'm Michael Ewald, host of Credit Hour. Today we interview Kim Albrecht, Assistant Director of the Center for Academic and Global Engagement about service learning opportunities and what they deliver to both our students and the communities they serve. Kim, how's it going this morning? Good, thank you. Now, you are the Assistant Director for the Center for Academic and Global Engagement, or what we call here on campus, CAGE. I'm just, you know, first, can you just give us an explanation of what your um, specific unit on campus does, what its goals are? So the CAGE goals are to work with high-impact practices. Uh, We focus on three main components of high-impact practices, which are service learning, undergraduate research, and study abroad. Um, Well, let's maybe just kind of talk about those three issues. Maybe we'll just go through them. What is service learning? Well, service learning is a pedagogy that um, we're seeing more and more within higher education. It focuses on community needs and um, helping students develop projects to understand those community needs, offer service, but then also get the learning component uh, back into it by connecting it to their course content. Um, We also focus on more of the... uh, co-curricular activities as well, just introducing students to the community. Um, Since they're so involved with USD, sometimes they get a little bit lost when it comes to what's happening outside of the campus, so. You know, that's interesting. I mean, why do you think that's, um, you know, particularly important for them to kind of, you know, not just get kind of locked into the campus environment, but go explore some of the different things that are around, you know, this kind of, I think, gem of a city in South Dakota? Definitely. Well, if you think about what our goals are as an institution, one of them is developing uh, active citizens. We want students to graduate and have the skills to uh, be engaged in their communities, to give to their communities, to help them grow. Um, And so having a community here that is accessible um, offers opportunity for them to um, get engaged, learn what it means to be an engaged citizen, um, develop those interests and those skills. So, yeah. Um, and of course, a lot of the activities that um, you know Cage participates in and helps sponsors, they don't just occur you know, in Vermilion. You go outside of, of Vermilion as well. I, I'm wondering, can you just give us a few examples of maybe you know, some of the service learning trips that people can go on or some of the activities that they can participate in? Sure. So we uh, work with a student organization called AWOL, which stands for Alternative Week or Weekend of Off-Campus Learning. And this group um, specifically takes uh, groups of students out uh, nationally and sometimes internationally uh, to focus for a full week of service with a community um, and focus on a certain social issue. Uh, So, for example, uh, this coming winter break, uh, we'll be having students go to places like uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where they'll be focusing on housing and food um, security, basically. Uh, We'll also be sending some students to Puerto Rico to look at, uh, basically, Uh, resilience after natural disasters and what they can do for agriculture to help communities uh, thrive when they're facing such natural disasters. Um, We'll be sending people to Houston to focus on health uh, with the goal of uh, taking students uh, outside of South Dakota, yes, uh, to just see uh, that these are national issues. Um, by seeing it in such a, a large scale and, and thinking about it in other places, um, we help them come back to South Dakota and look at it here. Um, 
because they might not understand that there is the same health issues um, being faced here in South Dakota too. So we, we give them the experience and they'll come back and encourage them to look at what's happening here and how to get involved here. Um, of course, another important component of what you do is sponsoring undergraduate research. Um, what are sort of the main ways that you all do that on campus? I know that there's the big IDFS at the end of the year. Sure. Uh, well, primarily our office works with the Council for Undergraduate Research and Creative Scholarship. It's called Kirks. And uh, this is a, a committee or a council that is, is geared towards uh, supporting undergraduate research. Uh, so we do that through providing mini grants, um, helping students find faculty mentors, uh, things like that, encouraging them to uh, apply to go to conferences, uh, things like that. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, IDFest at the end of the year in April, it's uh, campus-wide, so we invite both undergraduate and graduates to showcase their research or their creative scholarship um, and basically celebrate the fact that our university um, is interested in that and invested in that. You know, that's funny. I, I'm thinking of my own colleges. I actually remember doing like a summer research project. I'm sure it probably was sponsored by um, you know, your group on campus. It was just working with Professor Jepson, who's still a political science professor here on campus, and I remember it dealt with international remittances, and it was a lot of computer lab time just kind of going through documents. Um, I, for me, it was just a great opportunity, I think, to engage with faculty, understand sort of what they do. Um, and, you know, it provided me practical experience when I went later on and did things with my ability to research. What are some of the practical skills, I guess, you know, undergraduates gain when they um, participate in research? I mean, you know, you think about research, maybe, you know, people first think of kind of the graduate level research that maybe occurs on campuses. Why is undergraduate research particularly important? Well, some of those things that you mentioned from your own experience, uh, creating that uh, networking with faculty, understanding um, that a lot of what we do outside of um, our academic career uh, is about networking and working with other people um, and getting to know them. Uh, seeing faculty as uh, something more than just uh, professors, but also researchers is important in academia as well. Um, it develops those skills that are essential just from uh, data collection and analysis um, that can carry over into whatever you're doing after, after your studies as well. Um, it doesn't have to stay within uh, the research field. Um, even working in teams, a lot of students choose to work in a lab or um, work with at least two or three other people on their research. So obviously building those um, skills working as a team is important as well. Um, you know, and finally, one thing that you help students here achieve on campus, I think for you know, a lot of students who are able to do it, it's kind of maybe the seminal event maybe of their collegiate career is you know, studying abroad. Why is that important and how does USD maybe help students um, you know, do that, you know, both from a financial perspective, also just from a, a, you know, like the ability to kind of take that leap and go experience a new culture, right? Definitely experiencing a new culture, uh, whether that's here in the United States. Uh, we do something called National Student Exchange, which allows students to go study in Texas or um, even Hawaii or Puerto Rico <laughs> or Guam. So uh, it's a new cultural experience just here in the United States, but also, you know, if you decide to go um, internationally, um, it, it's quite the experience. 
uh, obviously developing skills as a, a global citizen are important, and the best way to do that is to be immersed in um, different cultures, um, go through the experience of what it's like to be the outsider, um, to be able to develop a perspective um, that really is more global. Um, you know, it develops your independence as well. Um, there's a lot of uh, opportunity for you to um, get to know who you are, get to know what your place in the world is, um, and, and be able to connect on a different level than you can when you're just staying here at home. Um, it's, it's just a, a very uh, life-changing experience for a lot of students. You know, I, I'm curious, is, are there a few uh, particular countries or, or programs that people you found in your you know, time here are really attracted to, or does it really vary? Do people really kind of go everywhere across the map? You know, it does vary, but it, there's always uh, some of the most popular. Um, I'm an example of that. I ended up going to Australia when I was an undergraduate, and it, 20 years later, we're seeing that, yes, Australia still is a big popular choice for a lot of students. Um, you know, obviously, uh, there is uh, the language um, that we share, so it gives a level of comfort to some students, um, but there's also this, you know, the other side of the world type right. of atmosphere that you're that you're really drawn to and wanting to go down under, obviously, right? Right. Uh, so that's always a big popular, and in Europe, um, again, too, is always uh, a central focus, whether it's England or Spain or France or Germany, uh, some of the big countries there. But uh, we have some really wonderful opportunities, you know, to be able to send people to the Czech Republic or Hungary as well, which are often lower cost options for students. Um, Costa Rica is very popular. It's a very... Um, stable country in that region, so there's a lot of uh, security there for students to be able to go and, and have an enjoyable experience in Central America. Um, you know, there's a lot of different options, and it really depends on what the focus that that student has, what their goals are, whether it's language um, immersion, uh, whether they want to be taking uh, some classes that has to do with uh, biology and, and being near the sea and being able to do right. some, some work there, you know. So it, it depends on what their goals are, obviously, and helping them find um, some good options. You know, how can faculty get involved? I mean, we talked about a little bit about kind of undergraduate research, now they can, you know, assist and help mentor students. Are there other ways for faculty to sort of get involved in any of these processes? Certainly. Uh, any faculty that's interested in service learning, for example, um, you know, it is a pedagogy that takes additional time and planning and so forth, but uh, the good thing is that we do have the center, we have CAGE there, able to, one, provide financial assistance through mini-grants. Um, so while taking students out into the community might incur an additional cost for either supplies or transportation, uh, we do have mini-grants for that but also the resources to help them um, through um, meeting learning objectives and things like that through reflection um, resources and so forth. So we're there to offer that support. Um, when it comes to uh, study abroad, uh, there's always the opportunity to work with our office to develop a, a faculty-led program, um, which is a great way to introduce students to an international perspective through a course. Um, so there's, yeah, there's definitely a number of ways faculty can, can be supportive and use these resources that we have uh, to help students. You know, I, I guess to maybe conclude our conversation, 
let's say I'm a freshman, you know, coming to USD. I don't 100% know maybe even what I want my major to be. Um, why should I get involved? Why should I stop by the CAGE office and, I guess, kind of give your office a chance to just see what's going on? Well, your your undergraduate uh, experience, I think, is really about exploring and discovery and trying new things, um, which is definitely what a lot of these high-impact practices offer. It allows students to get more engaged, to develop their interests that they may not know were actually there. Um, they're experiential, and so it's really being connected to the real world, so knowing that okay, I, I've gone out into this community, I've learned more about health issues, I'm really concerned about it because of what I've seen and what I've, the people I've talked to in the community. Uh, maybe addiction studies is an area that I wanna go into as, as far as uh, what my health is. And here we have this great addiction studies program right on campus. So um, it, it helps them clarify, it helps them understand themselves, understand the world a little bit better. Um, and it, it's a, a great tool to be able to, to incorporate that experience into understanding what you want to do um, as a career and, um, and what you want for your studies. Kim, thank you so much, and thank you for all the hard work that CAGE does here on campus supporting students. Well, thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Credit Hour, a weekly thought-provoking conversation with the brightest minds from the University of South Dakota. Listening is 100% of the grades. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 